So I just want to welcome everybody to the Danny McCoy Show. Um, basically, what we're going to be going over here is uh, anything and everything. We're going to be talking about uh, business and um, you know daily stuff, getting yourself motivated in the morning. Um, you know, just life stuff and and how to how to really deal with some of these uh, issues that uh, maybe you haven't thought about venturing out and asking somebody, you know, for some assistance on, um, I'm going to be here giving it away for free. So, um, I'm going to be doing this podcast, uh, every morning, uh, between usually around 11 to, uh, 11 to 12 noon. Uh, we're doing an hour a day every day, um, for a while, just kind of do a little feeler testing mode. And then we're eventually going to jump into, uh, an hour in the afternoon, evening, uh, as well as that, we also, uh, have a video blog coming out, uh, very soon on YouTube. Uh, it's called two men and some meat. And we're, you know, just basically just a couple of guys just talking around a barbecue grill, you know, cracking a couple of cold ones with the boys and, uh, and just, talking about life, talking about um, pretty much everything that we talk about on here, but um, kind of in a little bit different of views, um, especially relationship advice. Uh, people have different kind of views and different relationships um, that they're in. Um, but it, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be full disclosure. Um, there's not gonna be any um, significant others around kind of watching or, or monitoring. It's gonna be all a hundred percent real and authentic um, as much as we can get somebody to be honest of course um, so yeah let's just get into today so far um, something I really have been thinking about a lot and been noticing is um, the amount of people I've seen depressed lately um, to a point to where I mean they're voicing it they're they're on social networks and uh, and they're you know posting pictures posting memes and posting um, all sorts of things about how emotional they are and um, maybe emotionally unavailable they are um, and just and just how how depressed that they've been over the last month or so and uh, and it's something that I feel like is uh, it's it's a really important thing to talk about uh, especially amongst the um, you know the younger generation anywhere from uh, you know, 18 to uh, even 35 um, we just don't really have enough, um, in my opinion, we don't have enough guidance from our parents. Uh, and that's not all necessarily all their fault. Um, you know, society's getting harder and harder for us to live in. It, it really is, especially for um, this uh, baby boomer generation. Because, um, you know, their, their parents, they had a completely different time in the world. Um, they had to get up go grab, you know, their boots, go grab their, their, uh, shovel and their, in their hatchet and go to work. Right. And, uh, they'd work 12 hour days and come home and they weren't really making a lot of money. I mean, there wasn't very much opportunity, um, for the blue collar worker. And so growing up in that and seeing that kind of mentality, um, in my opinion, I guess, uh, it, it kind of at least made my parents, you know, want to go out and work really, really hard and uh, to ensure that, you know, the family was taken care of. Now, at the same time, you know, the family might have been neglected some, you know. Um, that's just, 
that's just kind of that balance. It's it's the work-life balance that everybody deals with every day. And um, and it's something that, you know, it's, it's going to lead into a depression eventually. It's going to lead into um, the children's of the children's. Uh, are eventually gonna, you know, come to this this point where it's kind of. I don't want to say everything is more or less given to to kids nowadays, uh, but there is a lot of things, uh, especially emotionally, that is kind of um, we kind of put it in automatic mode, um, where it be putting them in front of the TV, in front of a uh, an educational show. Uh, I know you can't see my hands right now, but I'm I'm. Uh, using quotations, um, being an educational show or something that, um, you know, is going to be teaching them something about emotion, about, um, you know, treating people a certain way or about, um, sorry, we had a cutoff earlier. Uh, it seems, uh, anchor has a time limit. So, uh, but getting back into the, uh, you know, depression talk of what we were, um, what we were discussing, um, basically I see, I see social media being kind of a problem with it, especially amongst people that are, um, you know, 18 to, um, you know, into their thirties. Um, and then uh, the main thing is it's kind of putting uh, a mask over yourself. So what you're doing is you're, you're putting up this example, like you are the perfect human being. You are the perfect family. You are the perfect relationship. You are the perfect whatever, right? But then underneath it all, um, like if you go hang out with these people outside of um, just seeing them on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you'll notice that it's not like that. It's not at all. And um, the realness of it, the just having this self-awareness, self-awareness, and um, knowing that you can honestly just be yourself and you should be doing that at every moment and that includes fucking Facebook or fucking Twitter or whatever, um, it's gonna bring you so much more joy. You're gonna feel um, just much better about your life in general. You're gonna be able to talk to your kids better. Uh, You're gonna be able to talk to your partner better and honestly and truthfully. Um, you're not going to be holding all these things in. Uh, and that's essentially what I've been seeing a lot lately is just there's this mask over everyone and everybody just wants to uh, perceive themselves or um, put out there like they are, you know, they're perfect. They, nothing's wrong with them, you know. And that's just a blatant lie. There's something wrong with everybody and anybody. There's always an issue somewhere going on. Now, the way that you got to get past these issues, and this isn't going to work for everyone, but uh, it, it honestly should, is you should stop giving a fuck. Just as um, I'm not sure if anybody on here listens to Gary Vee, but that's a very, very smart uh, motivational sentence line that I tell myself all the time is, why do you give a fuck about this? Seriously, like, or do you just, do you care about uh, this person's emotions that much? Do you care about... Um, you know, how, how this person's going to be looking at you, um, for this, this certain decision that you made in your life. Um, and it, it, it does kind of mask into a little bit of, you know, your moral upraising and, um, and up, you know, stuff like that. But honestly, at, at the end of the day, that's the one thing that you should care less about is what people give a shit about you 
and more what you give a shit about you, right? And so that means if you want to be a, um, a, a DJ, fucking go be a DJ, man. Do you know how much money you're probably spending sitting around trying to not be a DJ because you're afraid of it, afraid of what other people would think of you? You're spending enough money to buy you three fucking sets of DJ equipment. Badass speakers. More money than the DJs have right now because they went out and they took the time to really do what they wanted to. And you know what? Maybe they're not making as much money as what they were making before. But guess what? Their fucking happiness is much more valuable than that certain dollar that they were going to waste away on something anyways. So think about that next time. Think about that next time whenever you are really sitting in a rut and you're saying to yourself, fuck, man, I really wish I could be somewhere farther in life. I really wish I could be happier in this life. Well, take a look at yourself. You're the only person that's holding you back from these things. The only person. Um, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm not just telling this to everybody else on this cast. I'm also speaking to myself. Uh, this is something that you need to tell yourself daily. You need to tell yourself, you know what? Maybe I'm not fucking trying hard enough. Maybe I do need to take a risk. Because without any risk, you're never going to receive a reward. And that's the one thing that um, I, I battle with all the time is, you know, taking certain risks in business and, and, uh, and wanting to do certain things for certain people in my life that maybe I don't have enough time for. Um, it's, it's all about just generating uh, happiness for yourself. Because if you're not going to be happy, nobody else around you will as well. Uh, well, that's uh, going to at least be our first eight minutes of... Uh, of this uh, first podcast, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it and we're going to be rolling for the rest of the day. Talk to you soon. Sorry, we had a cutoff earlier. Uh, it seems uh, Anchor has a time limit, so, uh, but getting back into the, uh, you know, depression talk of what we were, uh, what we were discussing, um, basically I see, I see social media being kind of a problem with it especially amongst people that are, um, you know, 18 to, um, you know, into their thirties. Um, and then uh, the main thing is it's kind of putting uh, a mask over yourself. So what you're doing is you're, you're putting up this example, like you are the perfect human being. You are the perfect family. You are the perfect relationship. You are the perfect whatever. Right. But then underneath it all, um, like if you go hang out with these people outside of, um, just seeing them on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you'll notice that it's not like that. It's not at all. And, um, the realness of it, the, just having this self-awareness, self-awareness and, um, knowing that you can honestly just be yourself and you should be doing that at every moment. And that includes fucking Facebook or fucking Twitter or whatever, um, it's going to bring you so much more joy. You're going to feel um, just much better about your life in general. You're going to be able to talk to your kids better. Uh, you're going to be able to talk to your partner better and honestly and truthfully. Um, you're not going to be holding all these things in. Uh, and that's essentially what I've been seeing a lot lately is just there's this mask over everyone and everybody just wants to uh, perceive themselves or um, put out there like they are, you know, they're perfect. They, nothing's wrong with them, you know. 
And that's just a blatant lie. There's something wrong with everybody and anybody. There's always an issue somewhere going on. Now, the way that you gotta get past these issues, and this isn't gonna work for everyone, but uh, it, it honestly should, is you should stop giving a fuck just as, um, I'm not sure if anybody on here listens to Gary Vee, but that's a very, very smart, uh, motivational sentence line that I tell myself all the time is, why do you give a fuck about this? Seriously, like, or do you just, do you care about uh, this person's emotions that much? Do you care about, um, you know, how, how this person's gonna be looking at you um, for this, this certain decision that you made in your life? Um, and then it, it does kind of mask into a little bit of, you know, your moral upraising and, um, and up, you know, stuff like that. But honestly, at, at the end of the day, that's the one thing that you should care less about is what people give a shit about you and more what you give a shit about you. Right. And so that means if you want to be a, um, a, a DJ, fucking go be a DJ, man. Do you know how much money you're probably spending? sitting around trying to not be a DJ because you're afraid of it, afraid of what other people would think of you, you're spending enough money to buy you three fucking sets of DJ equipment. Badass speakers. More money than the DJs have right now because they went out and they took the time to really do what they wanted to. And you know what? Maybe they're not making as much money as what they were making before. But guess what? Their fucking happiness is much more valuable than that certain dollar that they were going to waste away on something anyways. So think about that next time. Think about that next time whenever you are really sitting in a rut and you're saying to yourself, fuck man, I really wish I could be somewhere farther in life. I really wish I could be happier in this life. Well, take a look at yourself. You're the only person that's holding you back from these things. The only person. Um, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm not just telling this to everybody else on this cast. I'm also speaking to myself. Uh, this is something that you need to tell yourself daily. You need to tell yourself, you know what? Maybe I'm not fucking trying hard enough. Maybe I do need to take a risk. Because without any risk, you're never going to receive a reward. And that's the one thing that um, I, I battle with all the time is, you know, taking certain risks in business and, and, uh, and wanting to do certain things for certain people in my life that maybe I don't have enough time for. Um, it's, it's all about just generating uh, happiness for yourself. Because if you're not going to be happy, nobody else around you will as well. Uh, well, that's uh, going to at least be our first eight minutes of, uh, of this uh, first podcast. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it. And we're going to be rolling for the rest of the day. Talk to you soon. So moving along uh, on to more of a business um, kind of talk about this. Um, I've been a contractor, uh, for about five years now. Um, I've been contracting for different pool companies. I've done, uh, anything from the most bottom level position, uh, to a office position to working, um, at a bottom level position in the office, uh, to also being the, uh, regional area manager for a company, which is, uh, pretty much right underneath the, uh, the owner. So, um, I've seen everywhere and anywhere, you know, the, the fluctuations of people wanting to, um, do good for a business and wanting to, um, also do well for themselves and kind of get their name out there. Um, but then I also see a lot of people nowadays that just, they get stuck in the same daily grind and it's not as exciting anymore. It's not, 
um, kind of like that first date, you know, and now you're married uh, five years later. It's not going to be as exciting. It's just not. Um, that's something that you're just going to have to deal with in business, though. Um, but my point of view is as a contractor, is it's a little skewed because um, the company needs me a little bit more than I need the company, if that makes sense. So the want and need, and I've always had this strive and want and need. This is, this is kind of why I do this, is I want to be able to help people. I want to see something succeed and survive. Um, and, and even flourish, not, not, not just survive. Survive is just a bad word. I mean, but flourish, really, really do everything that you want to do as that company, really get to where you want to be and, um, not even just feel great about it, but other people around you are just, you know, amazed at what you can do. Um, that as a contractor, you know, it's it's tough whenever you're having to deal with seeing, uh, you know, the owner of a company that just necessarily doesn't have uh, the same amount of interest as you do, the same amount of drive as you do. Um, maybe they won't take your, um, your recommendations or any sort of... Um, you know, kind of just business business ethic that, that you could provide, that you can put on the table. They're not willing to take that. And that's, you know, it's it's due to a couple different things. They might have gotten burned. Uh, this could be a pride issue. Uh, but regardless, having anybody in there inside your organization that is having the exact same amount of energy um, is really the only way that you're going to be able to succeed. And uh, in, in my opinion, of course, um, you know, to, to your fullest, you know, need your, your fullest wants and to be able to attain these goals with little struggle, little. And I say, there's not going to be any struggle because there's always struggle. There's always difference of opinions, but, um, if you don't really know exactly why you're in any sort of position at your company, take the rest of the day off and go think about it. Seriously, go think about it. Don't do it after work when you have to deal with the kids and when you have to do all the other things that you're obligated to. Take some time for yourself and really think about it. Don't think about the money and the bills at the end of the week. Think about your health. Think about the way you, you're feeling in, in your life, you know? If you don't have the same strive is, is what the owner of your company is doing, then you're in the wrong position. You're, you really are. You could be somewhere else. Or you need to make your position uh, more, more worthy and more notable and actually have somebody in there um, you know, trying to, trying to motivate you. So maybe it's not you. Um, as a contractor, I've, I've come into certain different you know, uh, business environments to where uh, they didn't have the same tenacity as me. They didn't have the same ideas. They didn't have the same wants. They didn't have the same goals. And ultimately, all it did was it, it, it hurt me a little bit. I don't say... I think every experience is worth living. Every experience is most definitely worth living. But it can kind of damage you a little bit along the way to where your, your pride will get built up. You'll feel like you got burned in some certain aspects. And that's just basically because you're a better fucking asset to that company than that company realized, you know? And so just take some time for yourself. That's all I wanted to kind of say right now is take some time for yourself and think, am I in the right position where I'm at?
So, I'm talking with my uh, nephew yesterday. He is 17. Uh, he's in high school. Typical 17-year-old, you know, does sports. Um, there was doing a lot of sports. He was doing a lot of football, uh, doing wrestling. Um, typical jock kind of guy, you know. Um, he's really smart, though. But the main thing that this kid has is he goes out and he actually does something, right? So you can think about all the things in the world that you want to do. But until you actually go out and you start doing them, they mean nothing, man. They mean absolutely nothing. You are literally just sitting around thinking about stuff. And so one thing I was sitting there talking to him yesterday about is he's, uh, he's working at a, um, a tire shop, uh, one of the major chain tire shops. Um, and he's, uh, he's making, you know, about like 400, 450 bucks a week working a couple, you know, four days a week or whatever, which might seem like pretty decent money for, um, a 17 year old. Absolutely. He is just not the typical 17 year old, I guess. Uh, the kid wants more money. You know, at that age, he knows that he's worth more. And so uh, a thing that him and his friends started doing is they live in a, um, I would say, a more predominant part of North Texas. It's called Plano, Plano, Texas. And so they have, um, you know, a ton of ton of very wealthy families that just throw stuff out into their driveways, into their uh, alleyways to have this mass pickup collection of uh, just trash that they're throwing out, right? So over the last, uh, I guess, two months or so, he's just been driving around with his friends since he got his car, and they are picking stuff up out of the house and just, you know, repainting stuff. They're just straight up just taking something from one thing and straight over to somebody else and selling it. And they're doing it on different uh, social platforms like... um, uh, uh, I can't remember the one that he was talking about last night, but Facebook has the same kind of uh, structure where you can, uh, it has a marketplace and you can post stuff up. Uh, I think I think the one he's using is called Let Go. And so basically he's creating his own income on his off time at 17, right? I have friends that yeah, sit around and they complain, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough money to do that. I really wish I had, you know, more time over here to do this or that. When I tell them, I say, you know, you're you're not too old. You're, you're not you're not out of shape. Uh, you're not stupid. You know, um, there, there's ways to get around things. You have so many things available for you to actually get around these obstacles, get over them at least. And uh, you're going to be able to make that extra income if you want to, right? But why are people still sitting around complaining about money, you know? Anytime anybody's ever sat and complained about money in front of me, the number one thing I tell them is you need to go out and work harder. There's, there's no reason to just sit here and complain about it. It's not going to get you anywhere. And so seeing that from a 17-year-old, you know, it just it really motivates me every time I see him and I, and I talk to him because he's always... He's always coming up with something to do something new, and uh, and he's not even in college yet. But by the time he gets to college, you know, over this next year, he's uh, he's really money motivated. He might be able to pay for his first year of college, which is great. 
Um, or he might just have a whole stack full of money sitting up in college and, uh, and be on a, a scholarship, you know, whatever he decides to choose at the end of the year. But um, I just kind of wanted to point out that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily an age thing. It's, it's more or less a I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it thing. And if you're really going to go out and do it, then go out and do it. Um, either that or just shut the fuck up. Like, no, nobody wants to listen to you. Uh, about, you know, how, how tough it is. I can explain a thousand million different other ways, uh, in other situations in other people's lives that it is way harder. And so, um, the one thing I just wanted to say out of this was, you know, um, get your motivation wherever from whoever, um, I get mine from all sorts of different places, but my nephew, you know, he's, uh, he, he's got that real entrepreneur aspect, which is I'm going to go out and I'm going to fucking make a million dollars. Shout out to Roger, the first listener, the Danny McCoy show. Look forward to uh, providing some good content for you. Thanks, Roger. You know, one thing that definitely fires me up more than anything, uh, whenever I do get up in the day, is um, thinking about my son's future and where I want him to him to really strive. Um, really, really, where I want it to be easier for him. Uh, but also a little bit harder for him in some aspects. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the, the greatest of situations. Um, my mother, she's been blind since, uh, she was born. And so, uh, she raised three boys. I have two older brothers. Um, one is, uh, 39 and one is 34, 35. And so, you know, kind of like seeing, um, oh, also she did this as a, uh, as a single mom as well. And so seeing her struggle, you know, w- whenever she was younger, uh, whenever I was just a wee little lad, um, you know, it always fucking put a fire under my ass. It, it, it really did every single day watching this woman. Uh, eventually I became complacent enough in it where I was like, well, she can't be blind, right? No, she was blind um, her entire her entire life. She just she lives through this um, this tenacity. She she lives through this fire that she has, where it says she's not going to give up, right? She's not going to give up. She has nothing to fear. She she can't uh, conceive anything anyways through sight, and that's how we would base off most of our fears. Uh, would be something that um, you're afraid of that you look at and you're like, ah, I can't do that, or I won't do that, or that thing sickens me, or whatever. She got past all of that shit, and she, uh, you know, d- did uh, college in uh, France by herself uh, for a couple of years. Uh, she also worked for the Navy when she got back and graduated college uh, in California. Then she moved to uh, Texas, where uh, her and my dad started a family, and she's been here ever since. Um, well, you know, as as a single mom, you know, you gotta pay the bills. You gotta, and that that all started when I was like six or seven. And so, you know, she had a full time job. She uh, she was going to school as well. Um, you know, we were on fucking food stamps. I mean, food stamps, not a food fucking EBT card. Uh, stamps where they send you booklets and you can take them up to the store. Um, 
little side note that uh, <laughs> we used to we used to hustle the stores. We used to take our food stamps up to the stores. That would be like our uh, our allowance. We'd get it in food stamps, right? So here you go. Uh, have have a good, great time eating, you know, whatever. And so we take it up to the store and we go buy, you know, a thing of gum, right? A thing of gum costs seventy five cents. Well, the food stamp was for ten dollars. They had no way of giving you back any food stamps. There wasn't like a food stamp exchange going on in the store. So what they had to give you back was cash. And so that's how we kind of figured out, okay, we can do what we want. We just got to kind of, um, you know, figure out another way around it. We can go out and play those video games. We can go, you know, fucking buy that beer off the homeless guy off the street or whatever. We can go whatever. And so... Um, back to, uh, back to the struggle part. I saw this woman, you know, go through all of these different things, all of these struggles and, uh, just getting over these hurdles over throughout my childhood and, uh, and every day, man, it's, it's just put a fire into my ass. So, um, you know, we're on food stamps. She's going back to school. Well now, um, she has a PhD. She graduated many, many years ago now, but she has a PhD in biblical psychology from Dallas Theological Seminary. And so, you know, seeing this woman do all of this and then seeing everybody else in the fucking world without any of these disabilities, they might come from a wealthy family. They might have a supporting partner. They might have, you know, uh, anything and everything, their eyesight for fucking one. And they complain about how society is not allowing them to proceed any farther. And it's like, no, that's not society. That's fucking you, man. And if you would just wake up and realize that, um, you know, fear is basically is what's holding you back. And, and if you would just close your eyes every now and then and just realize it's just you right here talking to yourself, you're going to be much more happier. And you're going to be able to achieve um, your wildest dreams. Honestly, you will.